Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's speaker is Sally Norman. Awesome, thank you very much. Hello and welcome. My name is Sally and you're very welcome. Now guys, if you do want to come and sit on the couches, that's on the cushions at the front, that's absolutely fine. But if you are under five, can you bring one of your grown-ups with you please? So your grown-up sits with you. Thank you very much. Get all comfy. Sorry, grown-ups at the back, you don't have the excuse. Oh, you're all over that side. Morning. Unfortunately, if you're listening to this, it's not in smelly vision. Does anybody want to smell that? No, it's nice. Don't, don't. Oh, it's really nice. Can you smell it? Mm, it's fresh bread, yeah. It is so yummy. Oh, no, I don't know about that. Did you not bring any? Did you not get the memo to bring some? Excuse me a minute. It's already 11 o'clock. Let's have a little bit of it. Are you all comfy and settled? Awesome. Can you tell what that is? Butter. That's right. I'm bilingual. It's butter where I come from. Only I'd get told off if I said that, dropping my tooth. How are you all doing? All right. Good. Red Leicester cheese. I'm talking in my mouthful. Don't tell me, Mum. Red Leicester cheese. No. Yes, red Leicester cheese and red onion. Two reds in a piece of bread. Ooh. I'm going to go a little bit weird now, but bear with me. I'm from the south. And tell what it is. Honey. This is going to get messy and tricky. This is going to be a sermon at some point, I do promise. What am I doing now? almost lunchtime where I come from. <laughs> I believe this is going to be a taste sensation. Cheese, onion and honey on freshly baked bread. And it's not just any bread, I'll have you know. It's Marks and Spencer's bread. Does anybody have any idea what I'm going to talk about this morning? Who said the lost sheep? <laughs> Juliet. Well, in a funny way, you're not wrong. <laughs> Elizabeth, what do you think I'm? When it's the wine and the bread. Really top answer. And I expect lots of grown-ups saw that too. Do you know, when we learn about bread at church, it's usually because we're learning about the wine and the bread. But today we're going to learn about something Jesus said about bread. It's in a little bit different than when he talked about the wine and the bread and the communion. Um, could I have a willing assistant? Anybody who's got... Elizabeth, thank you so much. Could you take that over to that back table there? Hey, um, we'll keep that one because I've half eaten it. Nobody else is going to want that at the end. The table that's got the other breads on it? Hmm. Honey is sticky. Great. So... 
Yes, we are going to talk about something that Jesus said about bread because we're learning this whole summer, what we're learning about is how we can get a stronger relationship with Father God and how we can have more faith and trust in what Father God says to us. So I thought the best place to start was to be looking at something that Father God tells us is like bread In fact, it's more important than bread and we can't live without it just like we can't live without bread. Now, if you're gluten-free at this point, the New Testament doesn't have any (laughs) gluten-free. However, that helps us to understand it because what Father God is telling us through Jesus here is that the bread of life that we need to live is not actually bread at all. It's something else. It's the Bible. The Bible or Father God's words to us are what we need every day, just like we need whatever it is that we eat that fills up our tummies and makes us feel full and gives us all the vitamins and the nutrients and all of the energy that we need every day. Now, for some people, that's bread. For some people, it's pita bread. For some people, it's flatbreads. For some people, it's naan breads. For some people, it's chips. Yep. Or noodles, as I saw on Facebook this week. Somebody who will remain nameless. However... What Father God is telling us is that just like bread or our dinner and the food that we eat every day is full of good nutrients and good vitamins and good things to help us grow strong, he has given us something that is full of the most incredibly good things to help us grow strong. But this is to help parts of us grow strong that sometimes bread and chips don't fix. Because this is to make the Holy Spirit, the place inside of us where our Holy Spirit man lives, grow strong. So we eat food every day. Who's had their breakfast? I did just watch me have mine. Who forgot to have breakfast? Never mind. I'm sorry. You'll be happy with me later. We need to eat something every day to give us energy, to keep us going, and to make us strong. Well, the Bible gives us that same feeling inside of us, inside of where our Holy Spirit man lives inside of us. And the Bible does something more than make us grow strong spiritually or strong in the things of Father God. The Bible can actually get into places to bring the vitamins and like the nutrients that bread would into our body, into the parts of our um, physical body that need help. So the Bible actually, taking and reading the Bible, can impact our minds, Our hearts, our wills, our emotions, our feelings, our thoughts. And the Bible tells us that if we are reading our Bible and taking our Bible in, like we take nice yummy bread and chips and burgers and milkshakes and different things like that, that it actually makes our mind new. So if you right now, let's just jump in with the reality of this. If anxiety is something that you face in your life, then the word of God is like when you're starving hungry and you need your dinner, when you are worrying, you need your dinner because the word of God contains within it the promises of God that renew our mind, change our thinking, make us grow wise and strong in the way that we are. So this morning we're looking at something that's vital to us growing strong in our relationship with Father God. 
Now, now, are you going to settle, sweetheart? You got somewhere to sit? Good man. Right. Who knows that Father God has an enemy? Yep, he's got an enemy. He's a bit tricksy and he likes to lie to us. In fact, one of his names is the father of lies. So we know what we get from him. Lies are what he's into. Now, he has some lies for us about Father God's word, about the Bible. He's got two big lies that he likes. The first lie is that he says to us when we've read our Bible and when we've read it every day, he says to us, oh, you're so clever. You're so good. What a good Christian you are. You're really something special because you manage to read your Bible every day for three whole days. God must really think you're something. Now, that sounds quite good in one level, but you know what? He's trying to trick us. He's trying to trick us into thinking that God thinks we're better because we did something. And the Bible's very clear that you can't do anything that will make God love you more than he does right this very second. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you because he loves you because he loves you. He doesn't love you because of your behavior or because of what you do. He loves you. So the enemy is tricking us when he tells us that we're very, very good because we've read our Bibles. Because reading our Bibles is like having a yummy feast that makes us grow strong, that is good for us and helps us. It's not something we do to become a better person in God's opinion. Now that's a lie that leads to legalism, grown-ups, because it leads you into thinking that you can do something that makes God approve you. And then, of course, if you don't do it, you think that God doesn't approve of you. And the big truth is Jesus loves you, not what you do. He loves you on your good day. He loves you on your rubbish day. He loves you. Reading it brings a benefit, unbelievable benefit, changes your life. Don't have to do it. (gasps) She said that in church. Second lie. Oh, you didn't read your Bible. You're terrible, Christian. You're absolutely rubbish because you don't read your Bible. Absolutely. What are you? Call yourself a Christian? Now, you can laugh and it is funny and I'm making it big but you know what I wrote this on Friday I got up this morning and I was trying to find something to wear in the middle of all the ironing I had to do and I suddenly thought well I can't go and preach to everybody if I haven't got up another bible study this morning can I it's a subtlety that comes in that tells you that you're not good enough for God because you didn't do something and our relationship with God is not based on what we do it's based on what he did that's what it's about. So, the lady at the front is, I keep getting called the lady all week because I work in a pottery shop and people come in, they forget my name and they call me the lady. I am called Sally, thank you. I don't mind being called the lady. The lady at the front of church is saying, it doesn't matter if you don't read your Bible, just like it doesn't matter if you don't eat your tea. But does anybody know what being hangry is? 
Yes, if you live with somebody who gets hangry, which is uh, hungry and angry uh, smashed up together, you know that there are benefits from reading the Bible, but it's up to you whether you do it or not. So we don't want God's enemy to trick us, do we? And to tell us things that aren't true. We want to understand why we read this. We read it because it's full of really good things that are going to build us up. It helps us with our worries. It helps us with things that are bothering us. It helps us understand answers to questions if we don't know the answer about what God thinks about something. Lots and lots of things it does in us. Now, I would like out of this week for us to all remember to read our Bible a lot more because I know that it does good for us when we read our Bible. But I don't want you to feel bad about not reading your Bible. I hope I'm making this clear. So later on this morning, we're going to have a response time. And one of the things that you can respond by doing is getting a glitter tattoo. For those of you who've never had a glitter tattoo, there is enough for the grown-ups to have it as well. And you can choose a different tattoo to put on your arm. Now, the reason we would do that this morning is not to remind us to read our Bible. That's not what it's there for. It's there to remind us why we want to read our Bible. So there's lots of good things that happen if you read your Bible. Like I've said, you can grow strong. It can get things in your mind unmuddled. It can help you with the answers to things that you need to know about Father God. It can build you up in your spirit man. But the main reason that we read the Bible is because we love God. And he wrote us a book. He loves us. He wrote us a book. I want to know what he wants to say to me because I know that his words have a real and living power relevant to me now, today, in Scarborough and everything I have to do before I go to bed tonight. It's active. It's alive. It's like a sword. It can cut through the rubbish. It can show me the lies from the deceptions, from the truth, from the reality. It can bring me the answer that I need in the moment. It can be the encouragement I need in the moment. It can bring the hope I need in the moment. It can bring the life I need in the moment. So I have a glitter tattoo and you can have one too this morning if you would like. And it will last for a week. And every day I look at it this week, it's going to remind me that Jesus loves me. I can find out more about him. if oh, You've already got one. Fantastic. You can get another one. They're from a party. Excellent. So there's a choice of a flaming sword to remind us that the word of God is like a sword. It's sharp and active and it cuts through all the rubbish. There is a heart with a crown on it. Maybe you need to be reminded this week that the King of Kings loves you and he wrote you a book. Or maybe you want the hearts like I have. Just lots of hearts to remind me that, you know, sometimes I make that mistake of thinking I'm not good enough for God because I haven't done the stuff. But you know what? He loved me before I even knew what the stuff was. Yeah. Jesus, you're so awesome. Right. That's enough of that. So, I've got a challenge for you. You up for a challenge? So, the Bible, as I said earlier, has, it's talked about in lots of different ways. The Bible is inside the Bible. You can discover that the Bible talks about itself as if it is like a seed. And so if you plant a seed, something grows. Yeah. So if you plant a seed of a Bible verse in your heart or mind, and what that means is that you read it and you understand it, that's how you plant it in you, it will grow and produce fruit. Now, because it's from Father God, we know it's going to be good fruit. So good fruit comes 
So sometimes when you get your Bible and you look at it, you think, today, I think Father God might plant a seed of something new inside of me that's going to grow. Sometimes reading the Bible is like having a bath. You read something and it's like Father God is washing off something from your life that maybe worried you or made you afraid or made you have a bad memory of something you did that was silly and you haven't forgiven yourself. Or maybe there's something else that's happening in your life and it feels like this horrible thing is on you. And you read the Bible and the Bible verse that Father God gives you is like washing you clean and pure. Because that's what the Bible is like. It's like having a bath sometimes when you read some of it. What else should we highlight? Because there's lots and lots. It's also like a fire. The word of God can be like a fire. Fire burns things up. When you have a big bonfire and you set fire to it, after the bonfire's finished, is there anything left? It's all disappeared, isn't it? It's all burnt away. Unless it's something that doesn't burn like fire, like bits of metal that were in something. But it burns down to nothing. And sometimes... When we read something in the Bible, we discover that something that was a big thing in our lives has burnt away to nothing because the word of God has bought the answer and removed it away from us. I'll ask you a question in a minute. It's also like a hammer. It's like a hammer that specifically breaks a rock. Sometimes there can be a situation in our lives or uh, something we've thought about or something that's happening It feels like an enormous rock in front of us and there's no way around it, there's no way over it, and there's no way under it. But Father God can show us through scripture that the word of God can be like a hammer and it can hit the rock and the rock can break open. There's a lot about that in the Old Testament. But that's what it can be like. Another reason why it's good to read it and to take it on. Right, so I've got this bit for us to concentrate on and then we're going to respond to the word of God and get actually involved in listening to the word of God all together this morning. Okay. I do for time. Oh, spot on. So what I've made for you, because I've got two things to say to you. You don't have to read your Bible. You can just look at your tattoo all week and go, Jesus loves me and he's written me an amazing book and I don't have to read it. But you can also read it. So I have made, well, I haven't, Kate's made for me, very lovely, a worksheet for you to do at home as a family, if you're a family here, if you're a grown-up who's come on your own, as a grown-up on your own. And it's a special way of reading the Bible that you might have heard of before. Has anybody heard of reading the Bible by a method called SOAP? Thank you very much. I'm glad you have. SOAP. Not all of you. Well, okay. Well, it uses the word SOAP, and we use the S and the O and the A and the P to mean different things. So the first thing is the S, and the S means Scripture which is an old-fashioned word for verses in the Bible. So the first thing we need to do to read our Bible, pretty basic, we need a Bible verse. And that's what the S is for. So we choose our scripture. Now, on this piece of paper for you to do at home this week, the scripture is already there for each day. Just one Bible verse for you to look at. And then the next one of the word soap is an O, which is to observe or observation. So we're going to look at the scripture. We're not just going to read it. We're going to observe it and really look in detail at it. And we're going to be looking to see something really important. What does Father God want to say to me today through this verse? I'm going to observe. What is he saying specially to me? And the way you do that 
is you read the Bible verse together, if you're doing it together, or on your own, if it's just you. And you read it, and you just wait for Father God to like highlight something special in the Bible verse. And you think, which bit of that is in my head still while I've read it, do I need to think about? So the first one is trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. So think, right, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. Which bit is Father God saying to me about this morning? Is it that he's just reminding me I need to trust him? Is it that he's saying to me I need to rely on him? Is he saying I need to be confident with him and I can trust him and I maybe have forgotten that I can trust him with everything, not just the big things? Or the last bit, with all your heart, is he saying that maybe I'm trusting him a little bit and not trusting him with everything? So do you get the picture? This is why grown-ups, you've got to be on the ball with this because you're going to help your children to learn something here that is a skill that will mean the Bible isn't just a set of words. It's actually something that has a reality in their life. And all they need to do is just simply tell you what Father God is showing them. And then you write that down in that box. And then A, application or action. What do I have to do because of what I just read and what I just heard? What action do I need to take? And then the bottom one is P for prayer. Because it's always good to talk to Father God about what you've just discovered and what you've just learned. So we talk to Father God and say, right, Father God, I'm sorry if you need to say sorry. Or please help me if you need to have him help you. Or Father God, please will you show me how I can make this real in my life? So there's only four, four scriptures for you to do during the week before you go away on holiday, camping. And I think it's going to prepare you as a family for what God's got for you when you're away on the holiday next weekend as a church. It's going to get you in a place together of hearing God together. Because it's really important that as it's a family service that we do things all together. We learn how to process God as a family. So there's going to be one each of those for you to take home. So the kids can write in them, you can write in them, and you can do it as a family. There's no points if you do it. I won't know if you have or you haven't. If it becomes something you turn into a paper airplane this afternoon, that's okay. Because remember, this is about your relationship with a God who loves you and wrote your book. and He wants you to learn more about him through it. Brilliant. Right. I think it's activation time. So really important. It says in the Bible, that if you read the Bible and then you don't do anything about what you read, it makes you actually a bit daft. It's not the actual words, but they're words I like to use. Makes you a bit silly if you read something amazing and you don't do anything about it. So we're going to have a time of worship in just a minute. And we're going to respond to Father God in our time of worship with different activities. Now, um, parents, I'd like you to um, do this with your children because we've got activities around the tables. And just like I've explained with the soap, you need to help them to process this and to make this happen. So if you could go around and do the things together, that would be really great for them and great for you because they will learn something that's a principle, but you will see what God is doing in your children, which is worth a weight of gold if you see God doing something really special. So we're going to do that together rather than just run around and do whatever you want to do. So this is our plan for the rest of the morning. Are you with me, guys? Yeah? So we're going to worship Father God because we're going to put him first in everything that we do. And we're going to stay where we are whilst we take our offering. And then we're going to worship for a little bit more. 
until you feel ready to go and do an activation at one of the tables where you're going to be listening to Father God and looking at a Bible verse, okay, in your worship time. So we're not going to run around. We're not going to be silly because the presence of Father God is going to be with us. And we're going to be going to learn something from the tables. So here are the different things. Okay, so the first table over here, there's going to be people that will help you get a glitter tattoo if that is what you would like to do first. Okay, get a glitter tattoo before you go home. And remember, we're doing this not because it's sparkly and pretty and fun. We're doing it to remind us of a God who loves us. Now, if you would like to think about... Guys, do you want to settle for a minute? It's like... So the next table along is where the bread and the honey and the butter is. And you can go and have some bread and some honey and some butter because the word of God is like bread and it sustains you. Maybe you just need to go and think about that whilst you eat a nice piece of bread. That God's word is going to sustain you. Maybe that's something you need to do as an action to say, Jesus, in this thing, I'm trusting you to sustain me and provide everything I need. The word of God is sweeter than honey. When you read and you allow the word of God to really get into your spirit and really touch you, it's like eating some honey. So why don't you eat some honey on your bread? And just remember that that is what God says to you is true. Okay, That's particularly why you can see any parents to be with their children. Because there is enough bread for everybody, but only if the parents are with their children when they eat it. And then over at the back there, there's a cardboard box, which looks very unpromising. But it's actually full of promises. In the cardboard box are various different gifts. They're little token things with a Bible verse on them. And what you're going to do when you get to that area is you put your hand in like a lucky dip and you pull something out. And then we're going to allow God to speak to you through whatever it is that you've pulled out of the box. Now, it may be that the object that you get, which is a gift to you, speaks to you it may be that the verse speaks to you maybe that they both speak to you it may be that you know you need to give the verse to somebody else it may be you know you need to give the object to somebody else it may be that you need to sit with your children and encourage them to hear God speak through the item and through the verse but we're activating the word of God is going to speak into me before I leave this very room today and go home so that's what's happening there so once you've chosen the item just sit quietly and reflectively during the worship and just hear what God is saying. The next table along just simply has some Bible verses that are bookmarks. And it might be that you just want to reflect on anything that God may have challenged you over and colour it in. Or your kids might want to colour something in. So that's just colouring on that table there. But we're still going to be doing that in a worship mindset. And then the last one is down the front here. Okay, would you mind going across and demonstrating? I don't know if, it's, if it is you that's doing it now, but just to demonstrate. Adrian, is it you that's going to be doing this? Yeah, brilliant. So the Bible is like a sword. So I bought a real sword with me today. So it is a real sword. It won't hurt you if you put your fingers on it though, because it's not sharpened. But the word of God is sharper than a double-edged sword. And it can cut through situations. It can bring truth. 
It can bring deliverance. It can bring freedom. And it may be this morning that you need to, just as a prophetic act, go and pray and have someone pray with you over something. Or just you're holding up a sword as a symbol of the fact that God is going to cut through that situation. It may be that you need to renew your relationship with the word of God and you need to put it in its rightful place. And that that is an object that you can just go and lay your hands on and just say, you know what? I believe that this is not just a book that makes me feel guilty because I don't read it. It's something that has a power and an authority in my life. And I need to say to Father God this morning, I'm putting it back in its rightful place. Not a place that makes me feel wrong, afraid, or that I've messed up, but something that's there that's a tool to help me to fight the battles that I face. If that's you, then the guys there are really happy to pray with you, or you can pray on your own, or maybe you just want to pray looking at it. You don't even have to go over there. It's entirely up to you. So we've got five different things we can do. Or you can just stay where you are and worship the Lord and read your Bible. It doesn't matter. It's up to you to go and pursue what you need to pursue this morning so that you don't leave without Father God having spoken to you. Okay. So, guys, let's go back and sit in our places ready for our worship because we're going to worship first. And we're going to have our offering when we're sat in our places. So, guys, do you want to go back to go and sit with your grown-ups right now? And we'll move the cushions so people can walk around during the worship time. So, the, um, Alex is going to lead us. And it's going to be a little bit different because it's going to be acoustic. But he's going to lead us. Right, how are you doing? Because that was an awful lot of information. Are you okay with it all? Yeah? The first thing we're going to do is to stand and worship God, refocus back on Him and honour Him with our time and giving Him our finances. If you are um, a visitor here this morning, you're not expected to give into the offering, but those of us that are here, we give um, a tithe and offering in each week. So that's what we're ready to do now. It's part of our worship to Father God. And then we're going to, after the offering's been done, we're just going to wait and stay in our places for just a little moment till we know that Father God is what our focus is on. We put him back in the right place. Then I will release you to go to the tables. Okay. So let's stand. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you because you are good. You are gracious and you are kind. And you've left us with your word, which has power within it power to transform our lives, power to bring freedom, power to bring healing, power to give us wisdom. And Father, we ask this morning that no one would leave without having heard you speak to them and give them something special from your heart this morning that will set us up for this week and for the rest of the day. But right now, we choose to honour you and worship you and give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.